Hi, my beautiful friend. Are you just too busy with no time for yourself or for your family? Today, we're going to talk about three things that are wasting your time and what you can do about it so you can free up more time for what's most important to you. So as we begin, I want to extend an invitation to you. So this Thursday, June 8th, I'm going to do a free Zoom workshop about time management. I sent an email to my email community and received some wonderful heartfelt responses to my question on what is your biggest struggle with work-life balance? I'm so grateful for each of those who took a moment to respond. And what every single person was sharing, it was so clear that the common thread is feeling like there's just never enough time for everything that needs to be done, right? Maybe it's never enough time for our family to truly be present, to pour into them in the ways that we want to, never enough time to feel deeply connected with our husband and the busyness and demands of our work weeks, parenting, keeping up with the house. There's never enough time for ourselves in the million directions. Our time and energy is pulled in on a daily basis, right? So we're often left feeling stressed, anxious, exhausted, overwhelmed, trying to keep all those balls in the air, but feeling like no matter how much we do or how hard we try, we're falling short, or we just get stuck in the cycles of burnout, running on empty with no semblance of the balance that we really long for. And it often makes us feel like we're a failure. And all we want to do is feel successful and fulfilled both at work and at home. And I know this was where I was too for a really long time. So sister, let me just wrap you in a hug for a moment and give you some hope if that's where you are too. You do not have to stay stuck here. Over the last few years, God has just led me on this path to overcome so many of these struggles through some incredibly helpful practical tools from the support of coaches and mentors that he's placed in my life and so much of his grace. And now I really have the honor of being able to coach other women to do the same. So I'm going to meet you right where you are in this struggle around time with this free time management workshop. So we're going to walk through together a powerful process to really move you from feeling that constant stress and overwhelm and feeling stuck and not having enough time to much more organized on top of things and to be able to experience much more peace and confidence around your ability to manage your time well and what's on your plate well. So in this workshop, what can you expect? So we're going to be diving into many of my top tips and strategies for time management. So you're going to learn the three keys that I feel like are most important for effective time management. The second thing we're going to learn is what time management is actually all about. And honestly, realizing and embracing this will make all the difference in the world in your ability to be more productive and more present. Number three, the single most powerful exercise that you can do in just 10 minutes to free up hours of your time and energy. And then lastly, I'm going to give you two quick and easy techniques you can use to relieve stress whenever you're feeling it in the moment, whenever you're feeling anxious about all the things that need to be done. Again, join us Thursday, June 8th, 8 p.m. Eastern time for a Zoom workshop. You're going to walk away with such practical lifelong tools that are going to help you better manage your time and stress, even in the most demanding seasons of work life, of motherhood, of military life. And the recording is going to be made available for everybody who registers. So even if you're unable to attend live, if you've got another conflict or you're getting your babies down to bed or something like that, that time, or even if you join us late, you'll be able to access the recording if you sign up. So go ahead and you'll find the link below. And I just want to invite you. This is going to be very, very impactful. And I can't wait to see you there. All right. So let's get into the three things that are wasting your time and what you can do about it to immediately gain back some of that time that's being lost. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? 
Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. Okay, so number one, the first mistake that we are making that often leads us to wasting our time is not having systems and routines in place that are aligned with your priorities. So what ends up happening is when we do not have routines and rhythms in our day, in our week, that actually keeps first things first, those things fall to the back burner. We try to squeeze in our priorities amidst everything else that's first demanded of us and on our schedule and we're pulled in all those directions. So then we end up not having enough time for what's actually most important to us. And we feel out of balance. We feel out of alignment. We feel like, okay, how can I do this? I'm just really having to sacrifice my family time. I'm having to sacrifice my mental health. I'm having to sacrifice my marriage. I'm not able to find time for exercise, right? Because we're not scheduling these things in as one of the very first things. So what I always recommend, and this is what I start with oftentimes when I start to work with somebody either in a one-on-one capacity or women in a group setting is we define together are non-negotiables. And this is what I call it because it really does need to be non-negotiable in our life if it's truly a priority, right? that's what a priority is. It's what's most important as we're defining it. And so why wouldn't we not start with what's most important? So this could be prayer time as one of the very first things we do in the morning. It doesn't have to be a lot of time, but just really sets our day off on the right foot and make sure that before we turn to anything else of the world to include social media, checking our email, checking our text messages, are we really allowing God to fill us and to shape the way that we're seeing everything in our day even, right? Or are we being thrown into our day before we even ground ourselves in the Lord? That's the first thing I would recommend. The next thing is how are we integrating nutrition? How are we prioritizing this? Because no matter how much sleep we get or no matter how much exercise we do, if we're not actually prioritizing good, wholesome nutrition and maintaining our health in that capacity, we're not going to have energy. We're not going to be able to focus. We're not going to be present. We're going to feel the effects of that and we're going to feel much more drained. We're not going to have the mental clarity to handle whatever life throws at us and even have the patience with our kids sometimes. It affects so many areas of our life. And so we have to prioritize nutrition as a foundation. For this, I want to point you to a couple of different podcast episodes that will be really helpful. First one is number 61. This is easy meal prep tips. This is my six step meal planning and prep system. It's going to give you a whole bunch of time saving strategies so you can really prioritize healthy eating even in the busyness of life. And the next one that follows after that at episode 62 is five ways to simplify the process to get healthy meals on the table as a busy mom and six mistakes to avoid that we often fall into that end up wasting a whole bunch of time. And then the last one that I want to share with you on nutrition and meal planning is episode 26. 
if you're low on time and energy to cook and to get healthy meals on the table, this is 10 hacks to really simplify that process. Make meal planning and prep easier during crazy busy seasons, whether it's a work life, a family life. So this is truly, these three episodes is truly what has made all the difference in the world for me and making this like totally easy, totally simple, not take a million hours a day, not take a whole bunch of time and energy and stress, but truly if we can make that a habit and just a non-negotiable part of like who we are and what we do, it makes everything else easier. Same thing with exercise. It can be something that we just integrate into our life. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be hard. And we don't have to spend hours a day in the gym for us to have really, really effective workouts that move the ball forward towards our goals, whatever they may be. So if you're in a season of postpartum where you're navigating life with a newborn or you're dealing with a crazy busy work schedule that doesn't really allow much time at all to exercise, then how can you fit it in to your day-to-day? Let me point you to a couple podcast episodes that are on exactly that. How to find time to exercise when you got no time. Episode number eight is fitting in workouts as a busy mom. This is 10 tips for how to find the time, the motivation, the energy to exercise postpartum with a baby at home or multiple little ones. Episode 29 is really fun. This one is 20 fun, easy, low or zero equipment ways to integrate fitness into your busy life as a mom. Creative ideas for at-home workouts, holiday travel, and when you, it's really hard to find the time. And this has been some of the ways that I've creatively integrated fitness just into my daily life as a mom. And for my working mamas out there or working women who really want to try to find more time to exercise, but you feel like your schedule is way too jam-packed, go to episode 59. This is 10 secrets to finding the time to exercise when it's really hard to fit workouts into your crazy busy schedule. So these are going to be tremendously helpful on this front. But the point here is that when we have the systems and routines that are aligned with our priorities, if we say our priorities are the Lord, a healthy lifestyle of quality time with our family, then we want to make sure we're actually scheduling in those priorities. We're not succumbing to whatever demands there are and trying to squeeze in time for those priorities with whatever's left over. That is like doing the actual opposite of what we want to do. And I know when I take that step back, I can see that's happening. But oftentimes when you're just in the thick of it, you're really just feeling pulled in all the directions. So I know it can be hard to see that. So I just encourage you to take a few minutes can either do it right now you could pause me or just do it afterwards just write down what are my non-negotiables in this season so if quality time with your kids with your spouse is a non-negotiable how do you want to prioritize that what does that mean to you what does that look like to you and oftentimes i think we just think we need more time with our family and some of that may be true but the other part is not just that we want more time with them because we could have all day with them all the time in the world but not really be showing up as the mom we want to be right We also may not be pouring into the relationship in the way that we want. So like, how do we want to actually show up in the time that we have been given right in this season and how can we prioritize that? So what does quality time look like and how can we build that in very intentionally? What kind of a family culture do we want to establish? How do we want to make the most of our time together on the weekends when we're not working all day long, right? Those types of things. The next piece that I think is really a non-negotiable that I've learned for myself and for all the women that I coach is actually reflection time. You could do little pockets of this throughout a day or throughout your week. This could be kind of combined with prayer time. It doesn't really matter how you approach it, but this is time to just reflect on what's going on for me, what's coming up like internally in my life. This is time to process your emotions. This is time to understand what's going on in my thoughts and how might I need to renew my mind so that mindset work and some of the discernment with the Lord. Because otherwise what ends up happening is we just go on autopilot 
and we're burying all these things. We're burying them, we're pushing through, and then eventually they're going to boil over to the surface in ways that are very unhealthy, actually. Usually it's going to be us snapping at our kids or us snapping at our husband or just getting to breaking points because there's so much that has not been processed that has just been suppressed. But if we allow for space and time to let them come to the surface with the Lord, work through them and even work through them with support of a coach, a mentor, a friend, it can just be so helpful. And I think that is truly a non-negotiable for my life and for your life. And so if you haven't started to do any kind of habits like that, I just encourage you start with just two to three minutes at some point in your day. It could be the beginning of the day. It could be the end of the day. It could be during your lunch break. Just give yourself permission to do that. And then maybe you have a longer one sometime on the weekend that you really set some time aside for. Or maybe this is before your kids wake up in the morning, before you start that routine and things get a little crazier. But we have to understand like that is just a part of our human need. We need quiet time. We need reflection time to be able to thrive and to be able to process all the things that happen in our lives. Okay, and the last one is kind of related, but a little bit different is rest and decompression time. And what's so important here is understanding that it doesn't often look like what we think that we need. And so do you actually know what fills your cup? Oftentimes we turn to things that end up numbing, right? We think that decompressing looks like maybe binge watching Netflix or scrolling on social media because we just don't have any more energy left at the end of a long day, right? We're drained from a long day at work when we're drained from the craziness of the evening routine with our families, just trying, working so hard to get dinner on the table, the bedtime routine, bathtime routine, getting them to listen when they really don't want to listen. And you're just like, oh my God, finally I can breathe, right? At the end of that long day, you might not have anything left in the tank. So in that moment, what's going to fill you? It's probably not just burying your emotions in scrolling and numbing out. Maybe we think we need that, but it's actually not going to fill us. We probably are going to end up feeling more drained afterwards. So I want you to just get curious, like get to know what are the kinds of things that are going to fill my cup on a daily basis, on a weekly basis? What kind of things bring me joy? What kind of things do I feel filled by? And we're going to do some more podcast episodes on this. And this is part of what I always journey with women through in either one-on-one settings or in group coaching settings. It's going to be part of the course that I'm putting together as a framework, but we have to realize that there's also different forms of rest. It's not just sitting and being still or taking a nap. Yeah, we sometimes need that, but oftentimes it's going to be based on how are we expending our energy throughout the day. If our day looked like a whole bunch of maybe sensory input, we're doing a lot of computer work or we're doing a lot of social interactions and some of it can be draining in that sense, we're going to need to be filled in those ways. So we're going to actually need a break from sensory input. So the last thing we're going to actually need if we're staring at a computer screen all day doing most of our work is to stare at a TV, to stare at a phone. Our body physiologically needs a break from that. So what would be a counter to that, that would actually fill us in the ways that we need is actually going to be spending some time outside in nature or giving ourselves break a break from the sensory input. Think about it in that way. What could be the counterbalance to the ways that you're spending your time and energy? If your work is very intellectually demanding and mentally demanding, if you feel like there's a lot of kind of emotional investment in your work or you're putting out fires all day and it feels stressful making decisions as a leader or being in stressful environments where you feel like you have to prove yourself all day, right? Or those types of things. You're going to be mentally and emotionally drained. If your work is very physically demanding or if you're in a physically demanding season where your body is recovering still postpartum, you know, and you're trying to push yourself in the gym and all those things, you're also going to need physical rest. Maybe you're also very sleep deprived. 
and that's just part of the reality and so you're you're going to need the types of rest based on how you're expending yourself and so that's something i can help you also figure out what's going to fill your cup in the ways it actually needs to be filled so to tie back to what my main point here is one of the mistakes we make that actually wastes our time is not having systems and routines that are actually aligned with our priorities and our needs and we have to identify what are those non-negotiables that are going to help me not only prioritize what matters most in my life, i.e. my family, my relationship with God, right? Leading a healthy lifestyle that prevents me from being burnt out. Then we're just going to let all those things fall to the wayside just as a, a byproduct, as a natural default of all the demands that are thrown at us. So instead of being a victim to them, we have to lean forward and make sure that we are actively prioritizing those. And then we're going to be able to feel much more empowered with the time that we do have because we know we're stewarding it really well, right? We're not wasting time towards things that don't matter as much. And we're also freeing up, it will automatically free up the time for what's most important to you because what's most important is getting the rightful place in your schedule, in your calendar, in your days, in your weeks. And so it is just a huge, huge, huge difference maker. And we want these things to not be something we have to really think about. We want them to just become a habit because then we don't have to think about it. It just becomes part of who we are and what we do and how we approach our day. So let's go back to the one as a quick example, prayer time in the morning. This could be even five to 10 minutes filling yourself with scripture first thing, but then it can also be an ongoing relationship with God throughout your day. And again, we want it to be a way of life and a way of habit. And so I want to point you to another podcast episode here, episode 88. If you feel too busy to pray, if you can't get a moment to yourself, this is seven simple ways to find more time to consistently connect with God, even in your busy schedule. This will be tremendously helpful for you. So again, these pieces can be integrated. Our priorities can be integrated. And then that's where we feel like, wow, I actually do have time. I do have time for the things that matter most to me. And God is giving me all the time I need for exactly what he asks me to do. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is that we are falling into a lot of perfectionism something that I really learned the hard way because I really struggle with perfectionism and many of you probably do too. All the women that I coach do. So our tasks fill the time that we give them. If we are allowing ourselves a whole bunch of time for something, we're going to take a whole bunch of time for that thing. And so if we start to set more boundaries around even time blocking for certain activities, whether this is in our work, whether this is in our home chores, you know, keeping up with the house, those kinds of things that we feel like often pull us away from the time that we actually want to spend with our family or time we need to really take care of ourselves personally, right? We have to remember that the more time we allow, the more time we're going to just take with it because we will be continuing to work until we feel like it's perfect and it's good enough. And what we struggle with in perfectionism is we never feel like it's good enough, no matter what, right? Because we're striving for this ideal that is really just unattainable at the end of the day. So we can always improve more and that's just the reality of it. But this may sound totally counterintuitive and totally like you might have resistance to this internally, just like I have as I work through this and many of my clients do as well. But we sometimes have to actually define a what's good enough criteria, like a minimum enoughness criteria, <laughs> you know, because we want we want so badly to give a hundred percent to every single thing that we do. I get it because I'm like that too. And so are my clients. But what we don't realize is that oftentimes what we feel is giving our best is actually like killing ourselves 
in the process. And that is the mark of giving enough. Definitely military life, I feel this. In our military environments, what is deemed as good enough is like sacrificing your entire family, your mental health, everything for the job. Hold on a minute. First of all, we don't actually have to do that to be successful, number one. Number two, why are we actually continuing to feel like we don't have a choice other than to do that? We can do it differently. Yes, we will be swimming against the current and it's going to be hard, but we can set healthier boundaries. And so I just want you to know you don't have to kill yourself to make your work perfect, to be doing enough. You don't have to be killing yourself or running yourself into the ground or sacrificing your family and all of your your personal time and your personal life for the sake of the job. That is not the mark of being committed. That is not the mark of doing enough. So really get curious about what are my definitions of success? What are my definitions of doing enough? And do I have that habit of sacrificing everything for the job? And have I just almost given up on on this because I feel like the cost, the inevitable cost of success is to compromise every area of my life. And then someday it's going to feel worth it, right? But hold on a minute. Like the ends don't always justify the means. I've again, I've learned this really the hard way. The ends do not justify the means. And not only do we have to look at when we are talking about living in alignment with God's will, it's not just, are we doing what God asks of us? But it's also, are we doing it in the way that God wants us to do it? It doesn't benefit us to gain the whole world, but to lose our soul. It doesn't matter what we achieve in work, how we perform, what we produce. If we're losing ourselves along the way, if we're losing sight of what matters most, if we're losing our ability to be present for our family, to give them our absolute best. I know you want to give your family your best, right? You want to give your best in your marriage. You want to give your best when you're at home. But oftentimes it feels like it has to be one or the other. But if one has to give, We need to be willing to take a little bit of a hit in our work in order to keep first things first. And that's hard. I'm right here in the thick of wrestling with that with you. But what can really, really be helpful is to have support through this. Because again, we're going against the grain. We have to be willing to get clear. What am I not willing to compromise? Then we have to build the courage and the support system and the skills to hold those boundaries solid. When we have so much pressure to cave in, when we are swimming upstream against the current of the culture that we're surrounded by, whether it's in the military and all the stigmas or whether it's beyond that, all the narratives in society are are telling us in order to be successful, we have to sacrifice everything for it. But I want to share in my group coaching call today, one of my clients said, you know, I came to this point a couple of years ago in the thick of my job and I was really burnt out where I made, I made this conscious decision. I was like, well, I don't have time to have a good marriage, to have a good job, and to have a a good relationship with God, to grow in my faith. I don't have time for friendship. So I was like, Lord, I guess I'm just not going to have any friends. I guess I'm just not going to have these things. And it was sad, but I was like, I don't have the time and space. But now she's like, I'm in such a new spot. And so it has taken that intentionality. It's really been in this last year or so since I've moved out of actually feeling like I, I have to compromise those things. But she's like, but what was at the root of it is in order to do this, like to be successful, I had to choose my career. And culture really pushes this. You need to make a name for yourself. You need to be successful. You're going to do whatever it takes to get there. Whatever contribution you make to the world is just through your job. And so it's like at the expense of everything else. 
you know, and she's like, I, I don't know if that's true for everybody, but for me, that was big factors when it comes to even something like my friendships. And so I just want to encourage you that you're not alone if perfectionism is something you struggle with. If you feel like you, you are giving so much of yourself with the best intentions that often are afraid to let others down, afraid to disappoint other people, you just want to do your part, right, for the team, for you want to give your absolute best and really make a difference in your work. But you feel like that's sometimes a tension with who you want to be for your home and how much you want to pour into your family. I get it. So when we look at our time, so much of it is based on our relationship with our work, our relationship with what success means. And when we are willing to kind of peel back these layers and explore these things a little bit more, when we're willing to establish a go-home criteria for ourselves, a just good enough criteria, when we get really clear, what am I not willing to compromise? Then we can lean on any support that we need, any mentorship that we need in that, any coaching that we need in that, right? And we can learn how to hold our ground. And I can tell you from firsthand experience and from the experiences of all the women who are in my group and who are in one-on-one capacity working with me, it helps so much having other people who can help you kind of almost give yourself permission to do that because it can be really hard and we can feel like it's really, really difficult to fight against that current, right? So another podcast episode that I think would be really helpful on this topic is if you feel like work is taking over your life or if it's almost impossible to have a meaningful career or to to be successful in your job and to have a life on the side of all of that, I want to point you to episode 89. It's going to be really helpful. I walk you through a specific process to really explore this and to come up with some practical takeaways of what you can do to move out of that place of feeling like You're giving all you got in your work, but just leaving the leftovers for your family and for your marriage and any time for the rest of your life. And then the last piece here is overcommitting. This is stealing so much of your time, my friend. And I'm sighing because I am totally with you in this and my tendency to overcommit. And I think many of us are, right? If we tend to be really hard workers, we want to give our best to everything. We don't want to let anybody down. We are driven to make a difference, right? We want to be really helpful. We want to like make the world a better place. We tend to say yes to way too many things. And so I just want you to just take a few minutes, take a look at what am I saying yes to? What do I feel like I should be doing? Quote unquote, should be doing. What am I holding myself to? What might I be actually doing and and saying yes to or committing to that might actually be pulling me away from my priorities? Remember, go back to those non-negotiables like we were talking about in the very first one. Are those first in my schedule or am I letting all the shoulds, quote unquote, dictate my calendar and trying to squeeze in those time for the priorities after everything else is filled first? I want you to get really curious about what's coming up for you when you look at where might I be overextending myself or overcommitting. And then I also want you to get curious, what is that revealing about your heart, your priorities, your values, and even maybe idols in your life? Because I know for me and for the woman I coach, oftentimes it it kind of stems from something like that. We're feeling like we have to place our identity and our worth in maybe external validation or people-pleasing, being perfect, other people's perceptions of us. Does the Lord want to prune the garden of your heart here? He's the divine gardener. Does he want to do some weeding? (laughs) To allow more space for like true flourishing, for fertile soil that's going to actually bear more fruit, that's going to actually allow you to keep first things first, right? I want you to look at your commitments themselves, but also your influences here. 
So what we sometimes don't realize that actually is, is stealing our time is our influences. So what do you feel like you have to keep up with? Who do you feel like you have to keep up with? Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's TV shows. Maybe it's even your email inbox. Let's just say like, we got to be ruthless about what are we filling our days with? What are we filling our mind with? Right? What are we not just filling our calendar with, but also our mind, because that's going to then shape. What do we feel like we have to do to be good enough and to be successful, to be measuring up as a mom or as a wife or as whatever kind of a leader we are. So is what we're filling our days with getting us closer to the life we want to lead our actual priorities, that balance that we desire, how God is calling us to live out our faith in our family life and in our work. Is it getting us closer to that or is it pulling us away? Is it distracting us? What's taking away from those things and how can we just scale back a little bit there, right? Maybe it's eliminating something. Maybe it's saying no or setting more boundaries. Maybe it's delegating more. And the last piece here that I think is important when it comes to overcommitting is once we start to scale back, we start to take things off of our calendar, off of our plate. What tends to happen, and I know this definitely from personal experience and also a lot of coaching women through these things, is we are so used to being so dang busy, 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 going, 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 doing, 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 serving, 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 having an overflowing plate, that it's really hard to hold space for rest, for white space, for stillness, for silence. When we're so used to burnout and running a million miles an hour, it can be actually be really uncomfortable to slow down. And so I just want to acknowledge that. And I also want you to acknowledge what comes up for you when you try to rest, when you try to slow down, when you try to take things off your plate, there's a tendency to fill it with something to fill those holes again. And that is an indicator of what's going on in your heart. It's an indicator of what comes up in that space, that rest, that stillness is what we still need to work through a little bit more. And that working through those things is what's going to help us build a more sustainable work-life balance in a deeper relationship with God, in a life that truly reflects our priorities. All right. So I hope that that was helpful to you. There's so much there that we can just explore more deeply, right? And feel like the layers of, but these are the three things that came up for me right away when I thought about, okay, what are three things that are wasting your time, right? And what you can do about it to really free up more time for what is most important to you. All right. So I pray that that blessed you again. I invite you to come join me this Thursday night, 8 PM for a workshop on time management. This is going to be super powerful, super practical. I'm going to walk with you and you're going to come get some time back. My friend, we're going to free up your time. If you register, you'll get the zoom link and then you'll also get access to the recording if you're not able to make it live. But I hope that you can come because I would love to be able to coach you live and have this back and forth dialogue and hear what's on your heart, hear what you're struggling with and give you some tools to work through that. So you feel really empowered and you don't feel stuck anymore. I love you. I'm praying for you and we'll talk soon.